Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce, and joining me this week is no one. It only took four episodes for Nolan to need a vacation, and quite the vacation he is having, all the way out in beautiful Italy. Lucky bastard. But here on the Corner of Gray Street Podcast, we don't allow minor things like one of us being halfway across the world to keep us from bringing you weekly mediocre content. So I'm going to do my best to try not to screw this up. So I hope everybody's doing well. And we're going to kick into what was a busy week for the Dave Matthews Band as they had four shows in five days. And they kicked it off at the Riverbend Music Center in lovely Cincinnati, Ohio. Shout out to my brother Jason, who is a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan. Hopefully they will finally make the playoffs and possibly get, what, their first playoff win in like 30 years? I'm not even sure. It's it's something absurd. But anyways... What a way to kick off the show here at uh, Riverbend with a What Would You Say opener, which is freaking awesome. I believe Nolan uh, kept calling that for both shows that we went to earlier this year in Pensacola and Jacksonville and what terrible calls he made because that didn't happen. But they got it here in Cincinnati. And this continues a trend of really cool and unique openers and really good songs as openers as well. Um, They've been doing this for quite a while and it seems like they've kind of strayed away from the this song, that song, this song, that song, back and forth, kind of like last year and earlier this year. So that's pretty cool. And moving on down, we got a little tour debut here in the sixth slot with Lie in Our Graves. Where the hell have you been, babe? I've missed you. We saw you last year up in Charlottesville, and it was awesome. And, you know, they've had to change it up a little bit after Boyd left the band, and they've implemented a Tim solo and a Buddy solo. His section here, I'm a big Buddy fan, and happy late birthday, by the way, Buddy. We love you. I'm just not a big fan of the church organ. It doesn't really fit the song. Um, This solo just didn't really click for me. It didn't really work, but Tim's solo does, and I'd like to play a little bit here for you because it is absolutely rocking. It's about a minute long. I mean, his solo is way longer, but I cut in about a minute here. And just rock out to it. Um, him and Carter lock up at one point in here, and it's just it's fantastic. So let's go ahead and listen to Mr. Tim Reynolds. That was dirty. Thanks to taper Mike Peters, by the way, for providing this tape. It sounds fantastic, and hopefully you guys think so as well. As we move along down the show, we have a couple of a uh, couple of nice little surprises here with Stay or Leave and Sugar Will, um, a typical situation, which was pretty good. Uh, late here on out, Dave Solo. And then we get a Fly Like an Eagle by itself with no Jimmy thing preceding it. So that was 
kind of interesting. And uh, as the set closes out, they finish strong with uh, a little Jane crash and ants to close the set. And um, I mean, that's pretty damn good three song run there. Then we get another tour debut this time, the Willie Nelson cover of ain't it funny how time slips away in this song. I'm a huge fan of, um, I was lucky enough to see it back in 2010 at nationals park with uh, Zach Brown band. Well, Zach Brown guested Zach Brown band opened, but uh, Zach Brown came out and uh, it was basically a Dave and Zach Brown acoustic duo, um, a little duet that they did up at nationals park. And it was, um, it was pretty cool. I mean, they threw in a little liner graves tease there in the middle. They had rehearsed this, obviously. Um, but it was awesome. And that day was absolutely miserable as it was about 110 degrees. And we were second, me and my buddy Chad, we were second row, I think, right in front of Dave. So we stood out in that heat all day. And it was awful. But um, yeah, and then they close out the show here with a little watchtower. Uh, that's pretty standard for... This year, it seems like they're playing that every other show or so, um, but pretty solid show up there in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio at Riverbend. Then the band shuffles on up to Illinois, Tinley Park, actually, at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, and they bust out a You Never Know opener, which is freaking fantastic. It opened a couple fall shows and maybe a Europe show or so, but back to now opening a summer tour show, and this is the second you never know of the summer. And, I mean, not too much better ways to open a show if you want to kind of ease into it. And um, ease into it they did as Jeff Coffin rips off another nice solo here. And then uh, a couple songs later, we get Big Eyed Fish and Bartender making their triumphant return after a little bit of a gap here. I think it was uh, since, hmm, back in the middle. Maybe Camden was the last time we saw Big Eye Fish and Bartender. Uh, quite a while. And um, this show only featured one tour debut and it was late in the set with Where Are You Going? Um, so, I mean, kind of cool. Busting out a little song, Where Are You Going? is uh, completely harmless. I know some people hate it. It's a nice little song and it's decent right here at the end of this, at the end of this set, especially in this nice little closing run with Nancy's and then Where Are You Going? stay and don't drink the water so that's kind of cool a little unique closer i love when they shuffle the power slots and they shuffled it again here in the encore with a little you and me e1 uh the first slot of the encore and then warehouse to close the show which is really cool and really unique i wish we had a tape of this show out so that we could hear that closer i know that they've done this closer before and i can't remember the last one but it seemed like they did it some back in the early days and what a beautiful way to end the show great way to send everyone up to alpine so um here we go dmb makes its triumphant return to alpine valley music theater it's the first time since 2016 that the dave matthews band ventured up here i know that there was quite a bit of disappointment that the band skipped 2018 um, and there was some vitriol thrown their way and management's way by some fans. But alas, hello again. Here they are. And speaking of hellos, it seems like we have a uh, special guest here on the line. Uh, yeah, let's send it out to our foreign correspondent, Nolan, reporting from somewhere in I Hate You, Italy. Uh, Nolan? Hey, Bruce and Corner of Gray Street podcast listeners. Nolan here, all the way from vacation in Florence, Italy. We're actually staying about a mile and a half from the Nelson Mandela Forum, 
where DMV played the last time they were in Florence back in the fall of 2015. I've been following the sets from afar and have listened to a few of the highlights from last week, so here are a few things that stood out to me. There's been a great variety of openers, something we have been saying was needed to freshen up the sets, and one specifically, You Never Know. We've been calling for the You Never Know opener, so does that mean we'll see Jimmy open a show at SPAC? Does it? I'm thinking yes. The Dr. John tribute and cover of Right Place, Wrong Time was awesome. Everybody nailed it, and Preservation Hall jazz band guesting on it was perfect. I really hope this gets released at some point, maybe on a warehouse disc. Other than that, my personal favorite highlight from the previous week was JTR returning at Alpine, another song we've desperately wanted back in rotation. Hopefully it stays in the mix going forward, especially want to see that in Charlotte, Dave. I know you're listening. From the YouTube videos, I noticed how incredibly hot it looked at Alpine. Dave looked like he had taken a freaking shower on stage. Also noticed that Dave was wearing an Apple Watch, which seems to be a first. All right, Bruce, that's it from me. Can't wait to hear the highlights from this 1993 show and to fully be back on the pod next week when we dissect SPAC. Ciao! Like I said, I hate you. But uh, thanks for joining us, Nolan. I hope you enjoy your trip and have a safe rest of the time there and have a safe trip back. I'll see you next week, and we may be doing a podcast live together. Uh, More on that later. Let's kick right into Alpine Night 1, ladies and gentlemen. And this was another Sirius XM Friday Night Concert Series. And I made sure I tuned in, at least for the beginning of the show. And what a treat it was. To have a little You Never Know opener again. Back-to-back shows. So, I mean, if you went to the show before, maybe you're like, wait, what? Um, but if you complained about that, then, you know, I probably get over it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what you're doing there. But um, what a fantastic way, again, to open a show and to open the weekend. I was actually kind of thinking that Hello Again might open this weekend. Kind of like a little nod, like, hey, we're back. Like, whatever. Hello Again, guys. Um, but nevertheless, another great opener. And a great opening note to Alpine Night One. And right after, they kick right into anyone seen the bridge and Too Much knows so much to say. But there is a segue, and it's from Too Much into Warehouse, which is the first time that segue has ever happened, which is pretty damn cool. And then as we move along down the set, we have a little crush. And I wanted to specifically mention Rashawn Ross here on his solo. He has a muted trumpet solo. And I do I was going to play it, but we have a ton of music to get to today, so didn't really have the time. Sorry, Rashawn, but you did a fantastic job here on the muted trumpet. I love your muted trumpet solos, by the way. You're doing just wonders with those, and this is another great example. So if you have a chance, go in and listen to Rashawn Ross here. Um, I think it was worth mentioning. And another thing I thought was worth mentioning is the Dancing Nancys, which came two songs later. Uh, Tim is ripping it. And we haven't really touched on this song much on the podcast. We've kind of just, I guess, glossed over it. But I figured I'd at least mention it. This is a fantastic version. And although the end of the song misses the violin... Um, I think we can all agree that the very end, especially kind of you're waiting for, you know, a little bit of violin and maybe some people want it the entire solo section. I think Tim does a great job, but whatever. It does sound maybe just a little bit weird there at the end, but take a listen to this Nancy's or any Nancy's over the past year or so. I think Tim Reynolds is absolutely slaying it. 
Well, it wouldn't be Alpine if uh, there wasn't a tour debut. And here comes one, and it's the Dr. John cover of Right Place, Wrong Time. R.I.P. Dr. John as he passed away uh, June 6th of this year. But the band brought out his biggest hit single, and it was a perfect tribute to him. And they also brought out a couple of friends. Um, you know what? Let, let me just let Dave tell you about it and let you guys hear exactly what they heard there at Alpine Valley. We like to try something by the late great Dr. John out of New Orleans. We're going to get some help. You think we can find somebody to help us out? Just so happy. We've got some friends of his who also are friends of ours. We're going to get a sound and light. Once again, the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. They really kicked it into gear there. That was pretty cool. What an awesome thing to do there, and what an awesome way to utilize a guest. I mean, there is there, there can't be anyone that thought that they were going to bring that song out. Um, I think they played it back in 93 sometime um, when I was looking it up on the Almanac, and so this is only the second time the band has ever played it, but to bring out Preservation Hall Jazz Band, kudos to those guys, by the way. I mean, a lot of people from Alpine were reporting back and saying how fantastic they were. They were also in Charlottesville last year, and I got to see them. Some people may call them a wall of sound, and there are points in time that I would agree with that, but they are absurdly talented and really unique, and they're a lot of fun, and this is just a perfect way to utilize them in the set in a guest appearance and what a great way you know again to send a tribute out to dr john and rest in peace sir moving on down we find a little maker here in the 12th slot and this is the first maker without a guest since uh 2011 you know they played it earlier this year with amos lee oh, man man crush but um it's been quite a while since they've played it just just themselves and i really hope that this isn't the last time they do it this summer because they do a great job obviously with this song and have done for decades i mean a long long time and in this version tim and jeff have very nice solos that i think are worth revisiting and then at the end dave and buddy lock up very well on the vocals on the outro and i also noticed that during the verses 
Dave was trying to uh, maybe imitate a little Amos Lee, trying to hit some higher notes and reach some different registers there. Um, something that I haven't really heard him do in a version of the Maker before. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Maybe go check that out too. And um, next we get a Don't Drink the Water, which segues right into Seek Up. A couple of cool segues tonight. This is pretty unique. And I enjoyed this Seek Up more than I think I have any in quite a while. I enjoyed the intro jam. They really nailed it. Jeff and Rashawn were very patient with it. Uh, Rashawn, again, on your muted trumpet. Oh, man, keep that up. I think y'all are very patient with this one. It was long, but this one, I didn't mind it being long. I thought it was tasteful. I thought you did a lot of great stuff in there. It was unique. And then another thing that happened later on was the Buddy Piano Jam. And Buddy Strong on the piano is magical. I mean, it sounds so good. I really wish this was what he used in Lion Our Graves, actually. It just sounded so damn good. And I'm going to play a little bit of that for you right here because it builds perfectly and sounds much more organic to me um, as the song builds to a crescendo with a nice Dave Whale coming in, just kind of nailing it together. I thought that it was sounded a little more canned and forced earlier in the tour it seems like they're locking up well here and let's let's check this out because this is i mean this is dmb at its finest The song concludes with a nice little Carter and Timmy locking up uh, there at the end. It's an 18-minute version or so, and I was into it the entire time. I didn't even notice. Um, I know I've, I talked about it earlier on a different podcast that Seek Up seemed a little bit too long, but this one didn't at all. I mean, when you freaking nail it like that, I don't just keep playing it. Make it 30 minutes. I don't care. <sighs> well, 
anyways, I uh, got an interesting little stat for you. Um, the next song was the 125th fully played version of this song, and that song is Can't Stop. Yeah, well, um, we also in the set here with a nice strong run of Song That Jane Likes, Into Water, Wine, and then Two Step with a nice little uh, improv intro right before the Time Bomb intro. Dave did a good job there. I mean, I love the improv lyrical intros. Um, that was fantastic. They nailed it, and it segues right into Ants Marching to close out the set. You know, it really seems that the end of shows have gotten a lot stronger here over the past several shows, dating back to probably Mansfield. You know, we're getting a lot of song that Jane likes at the end of the set, which is a really nice spot for it, and everyone freaking loves it. I think a couple episodes ago, we mentioned how it would be cool if they substituted something in for, you know, they were playing You and Me and things like that a lot at the end of shows, it seems. And um, it seemed like they listened because we've gotten Crash Into Me, Song That Jane Likes, Grace Is Gone, um, Where Are You Going Tour debut a few shows ago. And they've all been played there at that end slot. So it seems like things are shuffling in and out there at the bottom slot of the set. And that's pretty cool. And then we get a solid encore of Ain't It Funny All Time Slips Away and Pentala Nagapapa into Rapunzel. Very solid night one. Uh, there were no lulls really in that set. I mean, Can't Stop may not be everyone's favorite, but there was never a string of songs consecutively that could even be considered like, meh. So it seemed like great flow, at least, you know, on paper and to my ears, hopefully those at the show felt so as well. And speaking of those at the show, we have another batch of listener feedback. Well, just one here for night one, and it was from a man, Jason Palmer, and he says, First time in Alpine, and it is worth the trip. I was in the pit for night one and managed to get three people back from the rail just off center. Finally made it into a Dave selfie. Congrats. The pit was amazing, and as you would expect, everybody was into every song. Hard not to be with that set, honestly, Jason. Not sure if this is a tradition at Alpine, but the crowd had their own vibe with the band. During Warehouse, the crowd started singing Louie Louie. Not uncommon, but Dave had a huge smile on his face and turned to look at Carter with a look that seemed like, mm, should we? Something similar happened again with Crush as the crowd started singing Thank You. Um, I actually went back and listened. I think you can actually hear that during... Uh, Rashawn's solo. It's very faint, but it may have been much more prevalent to Jason there at the show. Um, so there's Alpine again with their little thank you for letting me be myself again. He continues with, it's obvious that the band loves playing at Alpine. There were a lot more subtle interactions with the crowd than other venues I've seen. The set was crazy good. I've been wanting more of lesser known busted stuff music for a bit. So starting with You Never Know was a great way to open the show. I think the last time I heard that was 2003, so it has been a really long time. Overall, it was just a really high-energy set list. Well, thank you for the feedback, Jason, and for writing in. I think that we will hear from you more after night two, and I'm glad you had a great night one. And let's go ahead and kick into Alpine night two. And kick into it, they did, with Tripping Freaking Billy's opener. Yes! What an awesome way to open a show. Kick the door down, smack you in the face. I mean, Tripping Billies is it's easily, I think it's a top 10 live moment, just the song itself uh, for the Dave Matthews Band. And they are really killing it right now with Jeff Solo at the end. Carter sounds great. Um, everything is just locking in on that song. And what a fantastic way to open a show. 
And something unique happened in the two slot actually with Shake Me Like a Monkey. Um, kind of a random spot for it. But, you know, as long as it's not closing shows, that's fine. Um, whatever. But moving along, our next uh, real highlight is, well, I wanted to highlight it at least, was Buddy's vocals on Every Day. Man, is that just, it's a lot of fun. I know people eye roll, especially when they see it pop up on a set on paper, but it really is a lot of fun, especially when you're somewhere like Alpine, SPAC, somewhere with a lot of hardcore fans that are going to sing their hearts out, and you can hear it here on the tape. I think that, you know, Buddy's doing a great job. His voice is amazing, by the way, and it's just a really cool moment, and I wanted to throw this in there, so... Let's hear a little every day. Just a little side note to everybody, it is Hani Hani, H-A-N-I, not honey, like you call your significant other or you eat. So just letting y'all know, it is Hani. Um, it is in tribute to Chris Hani, who was assassinated as he tried to end South African um, apartheid. So um, it was in the song, you know, number 36 in that trans... Uh, transformed into everyday but just some people you know get it confused and think it's honey honey it is honey honey so just to let y'all know it is a tribute to a um fallen activist uh anyways moving on to bayou with the preservation preservation hall jazz band yet again guesting on something different which is cool and a unique way to bring out the guests um i'm not really going to play it for you guys. I think, you know, there's probably videos or, you know, audio out there y'all can find. Um, but I just kind of figured it wasn't my favorite piece of music from the weekend. Um, I'm sure others really, really liked it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a cool way to, you know, have the preservation hall jazz band come out there and, um, another unique song for it. And speaking of unique songs, JTR makes its second appearance of the tour here in the 13th slot. Lucky number 13. And it's finally back again. 
for, well, it's 125th time that it was fully played. The same amount as Can't Stop, like I mentioned during the night one recap. Ugh, what a stat. What can you say? It's obvious that Dave likes one over the other, and um, what can you do about it? I, I love JTR. I'm sure most other people do, but maybe Dave doesn't, and you know we kind of have to live with that. And this was a decent version. You know, there were a couple flubs in there, but who cares? They played it, and they should play it more and more and more. So come on, guys. Keep playing JTR. Freaking love that song. Bring it back in Charlotte, please. You you tease us in 2010, so it's time for JTR in Charlotte. Anywho, like I said, night one, it wouldn't be Alpine without a tour debut. And here's one with Lover Lay Down. What a gorgeous song. I love this song. And Nolan is kind of male on this song, so we'll talk junk about him right now. What what a loser. What What is he talking about? What Get out of here. This song is fantastic. And Jeff is great throughout this entire version but what I wanted to do is highlight something else that I found unique and especially pleasing to my ear. And it's the end of the song, actually, with uh, Tim hitting some uh, harmonics and Fonz playing his normal part at the end. Um, there's some Jeff fills, some Carter fills. Always love the end of the song. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. And I found this ending to be particularly, well, beautiful. And I think that we should listen to it right now. song that's just that's zen like music right there i love that and it feel it goes pretty much right into carter uh laying down a little groove where everyone and their damn mama thought say goodbye was coming but alas it was just cornbread and i like cornbread it's a fun song but um it's always kind of a tease when you <laughs> think it's say goodbye and it's not Especially right then, it was like, could have been a great run of JTR, Lover Lay Down, Say Goodbye. But whatever, they ended the show strong with uh, Crash Into Me, again, late. And then late recently, which is uh, pretty cool, and Stay to end the main set. And I wanted to point this out. I found out it was the only the third time that recently has been played at Alpine. Like, wow, how is that possible? Three times? They've played it since forever. Here's a couple of comparisons for you guys. Uh, Shake Me Like a Monkey has been played five times at Alpine. Uh, Buy You seven times. And Cornbread nine times. So, wow. I mean, 
that's just kind of sad, honestly. But what can you do, like we said? A cool little encore with uh, Best of What's Around and All Along the Watchtower. Um, we actually got the other Best of What's Around encore in Pensacola earlier this year. So that's a great E1 slot. And, you know, Watchtower, they're playing it really, really well this year. But it's another one of those songs that really I'd like to see move around in the set. It would be a fantastic opener, Dave. Can you imagine just kind of opening it? You can open the show, little Fonz, ambiance. You come in with your guitar. People are going to flip out if that opened the show. But yeah, you know, power slot variation is always a lot of fun and something that we like to see. So, you know, maybe it'll move around, but it doesn't seem like it is for now. But who knows? I wanted to point out a couple of interesting omissions from the weekend. There was no stone. There was no pig which hasn't been played since Mansfield on June 21st, actually. I hope that's not dead. There was No Grace Is Gone. No That Girl Is You, which hasn't been played in a while either. Um, neither of the two everyday songs that popped up last week were played. And no Write a Song that popped up last week. And no Jimmy Thing at Alpine, which is kind of interesting. You know, I would have put that probably if you had to put a the best wager on a song you know if it had the best odds it would have been jimmy thing to be played uh throughout the weekend but it wasn't so kind of interesting interesting uh but again i hope that pig isn't gone i hope stone isn't gone um kind of worries me that they didn't get either of those but we'll see you know with spat coming up this weekend so fingers crossed um, another thing I wanted to talk about was I noticed that there have been numerous complaints over the past week or so about the sound issues out at some of the Midwest shows and that the sound is being kind of muffled or sounds muddy, particularly in the Alpine show thread on antsmarching.org. Um, there were quite a few people talking about it and mentioning Alpine. Uh, they mentioned Tinley Park, I think maybe even Deer Creek. But uh, yeah, there have been multiple complaints about it and a lot of stuff being said about it. And we actually even had a listener send us a message on Instagram during the Tinley Park show saying that the sound actually dropped out at one point during Bartender. Um, so that's that's not good. Um, but interestingly enough, a DMB road crew member popped into the Alpine thread over at Ants and was asking about these issues, kind of asking people to expound upon them and uh, tell them, tell them what's going on and you know what were their experiences and a ton of people responded so it looks like they're going to be working on fixing this in the future and they're on top of things so i hope so yet another fingers crossed scenario because you know we want that crisp good sound and normally they're they're on top of that so hopefully things get fixed as we move forward and before we move on to another segment of This Week in DMB History, I wanted to finish off with a little more listener feedback. And I'll start here with Ben Montpierre. Uh, hopefully I said your name right, Ben. And he wrote in, he did all three shows um, in a row, Tinley Park and both Alpine Nights. And he writes in, I am definitely glad I ended up doing all three of these shows. Each show saw enough variety that really made it worthwhile. And even with some repeats, there were still enough unique songs along the way. Night one of Alpine was a highlight of the run of concerts for me. I felt back at home with that mystical Alpine energy in full force. I think Alpine will go under the radar as there were only two tour debuts of Right Place, Wrong Time and Lover to Lay Down. However, just because people don't see the magical TD or LIB liberation by a song on the Albanac does not mean the show wasn't great. The shows still saw many great power slot. For example, the Tripping Billy's opener night two blew me away as I could have seen that song either closing or in the encore. Overall, it was a blast and don't let the lack of tour debuts hold you back. These shows will be sneaky good and might just hold up better as the tour goes on. 
We also had some feedback from Jason Palmer again, wrapping up his beautiful weekend at Alpine with great weekend at Alpine. Night two didn't disappoint. Anytime you can get 41, crash, stay or leave, and lover lay down in one show, I think you got something special. Felt like Deer Creek was a warm-up to an even more epic Alpine weekend. Where Deer Creek had its slow moments, DMB grabbed you at Alpine and didn't let go. Highlights for the weekend for me were You Never Know, Dancing Nancy's, Right Place, Wrong Time, The Maker, Seek Up, Funny How Time Slips Away, Stay or Leave, 27, and the run of JTR through recently on night two. And he adds, one of the reasons I think a lot of people follow this band is for the community. I want to give a shout out to Thomas and Tyler from Georgia. Needed a ticket for Friday night and met these two guys that had an extra. Ended up hanging out prior to the show and sitting with them during. Just lots of fun meeting fans and making new friends at shows. Congrats on getting JTR, Thomas. I know you've been chasing it. Hopefully someday you can get Shotgun, Tyler. Thank you, Ben, and thank you, Jason. And you're right, Jason. That is exactly what this community is all about. Sharing great memories, helping each other out. Just love all the way around. And thanks to everyone for checking in with us, whether it was via email or our social media accounts. You know, having these interactions with fellow fans and being able to connect with you guys you know, everyone who share this strange yet beautiful obsession with us is one of, if not our favorite parts of this podcast so far. We love hearing from each and every one of you. And seriously, guys, thank you. Thank you all yet again. Thank you very, very much. All right. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for this week in DMB history. And we're going all the way back to July 7th, 1993, at the Flood Zone in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, that's right, 26 years ago. And this show is incredibly unique because this is the second week in a row where we are dissecting a show that has an original band member missing due to an injury. You know, last week we had the July 1st, 2008 show, you know, after Roy's accident. So he was obviously missing. And, you know, obviously this was not nearly as serious of a situation but regardless, Stefan Lassard does not play at this show. Um, he cut his hand, and instead we get a little special guest of Greg Howard on the Chapman stick. And if you're not familiar with Greg Howard or this particular instrument, um, go ahead and listen to the studio cut of Dreaming Tree, because he's on there. And about the 5 minute, 50 second mark, you can hear him very clearly uh, during the outro. And I think this is kind of like the best part of the song to listen to him on. And after that, just go look him up on YouTube and watch him go because it is a fantastic thing to watch. You know, the Chapman stick is just an incredibly unique instrument. It normally has um, eight, 10 or 12 strings, I believe. And it looks like two guitar fretboards were just kind of smacked and glued together. Um, you know, it's used to play bass and melodic textures and chords simultaneously. Uh, it is, I mean, it, it's wild. It's really beautiful. And hopefully you'll be as blown away by it as I was when I first heard it. And as I revisited it here on this show and speaking of the show let's get right into it it starts off dave solo just as most shows did back in the day which is really freaking cool i mean we saw this with two sets and i kind of liked it but yeah so dave comes on out plays a little rhyme and reason um and this version is not nearly as fully baked as um it is now i mean the verses sound more like a love song almost sound more like say goodbye or something like that uh they talk more about love but then the um chorus is the same it's 
the rhyme and reason we know and love. Um, there was one actually uh, chorus lyric that I really liked and um, that was different. And he said, my head won't leave my head alone. And I'll, I don't believe it will till I'm coming home, which is kind of cool. Kind of a unique little um, change there, you know, still talking about death, basically. Um, and then we move on and he goes into a little song called Any Noise. And this is an early Say Goodbye uh, version, uh, kind of like the Say Goodbye, you take the chords from the chorus of Say Goodbye and kind of a little bit of the way that Dave sings it reminds you of that. Um, people used to call it any noise, anti-noise, because they didn't agree on what Dave said at the beginning of the song. But um, I'm going to play a little bit of this for you, and you're going to clearly hear he says any noise. Truly, this song is mostly kind of just gibberish that it seems like Dave is using to show off his vocal range. Um, do a couple little like Dave noises and I think he may even be using it kind of like as a vocal warm-up for the show kind of thing because he even says in there takes a little time to warm up and uh and you'll hear that right here but it sounds pretty cool uh some of it's a little rough and I tried to kind of edit this down to where I got the best parts of it and then right at the end of the song he brings up Mr. Safan Lassard missing the show so without any further ado here is Any Noise. Sadly, Stefan, the very fine, the very young, and this evening, the unavailable Lassard on the bass guitar will not be with us, but that's only led to a surprise for the evening, which you will learn of later. Stefan cut his hand, but he's okay. He'll be back next week. And moving on, Dave does a little solo seek up, which is pretty cool. Uh, the verses are clearly not set yet, but the chorus is the, still the same. And um, I picked out one lyrical line that I really liked. And he said, all of these demons may find their way into your mind when you close your eyes. Just the way he sang it just kind of stuck out to me. So if you go back and revisit the show, listen for that. Um, and then Carter comes on the stage and they do a little just Dave and Carter pay for what you get. And um, it's pretty standard, lovely little song. I wish they'd play that now. You know, that would be uh, pretty freaking awesome. But then we have uh, what the Almanac calls a Carter and Dave lie in our graves. 
But um, that's not necessarily true because there's a little bit of Boyd and Roy in there. I think that they were maybe just kind of stepping out and maybe blowing a few notes here and there. Um, but Boyd and Roy do have small parts here. Um, Carter actually plays the solo section as opposed to Leroy, who played it almost always at this point in time in the band's career. So I'm not sure you know, if they planned on it being Dave and Carter and Boyd and Roy were just kind of standing there and played a couple notes or like what, but it seemed like that, you know, it was planned a little Carter solo and I'm going to play it for you because who doesn't want to hear a Lionel Graves Carter solo from back in 1993. So here you go. Beaufort on the drums. We're going to have a lot of Carter tonight, the rest of this show. But now is when the show really kicks into gear because here is where Dave introduces Mr. Greg Howard and he begins to just go. He plays and it turns into this small improv jam with him and Carter. And you know, you know what? Just here we go. Just listen to it. it here, here's your introduction to Greg Howard. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this evening, our special guest, our special guest is Greg Howard on the Chapman Stick. If you've ever seen anything like it, you've probably never seen anything like it. And now you're going to hear something like it that you've never heard anything like it.
It's Greg Howard on the Chapman's team. Man, if you're not into that, then I don't know what to tell you. And we're going to hear a lot from Greg and a lot from Carter in this show, as I said before. And that led right into a little Dancing Nancy's. And this version was particularly cool uh, because, you know, I haven't listened to and old school Nancy's in a while. So you've got Roy weaving in and out of the verses and chorus with some, with some uh, background improv, which is pretty cool. And then we have the Boyd solo spot, and that's always great. So that's a pretty good version. And they go on and play Granny, which was awesome. And then we get into this kick-ass version of Recently. I believe this is something like 11-ish minutes, and I'm going to go ahead and just play a ton of this for you guys because there's a dancing in the street intro i'm gonna play that and then i'm gonna fade in it's gonna skip ahead to about five and a half minutes in when greg howard begins a jam with literally every other member of the band getting involved at some point um it's just really cool scratch that it's it's bleeping awesome okay greg and carter start locking up together and just really grooving uh you get some boyd and some roy in there then carter again and then more carter greg and roy back and forth and going on and on it's really awesome so prepare yourself because this is going to be about four straight minutes of just delicious domination from these guys so let's kick right into it Yeah. 
Speck Howard on the Chapman stick right there. Baby. Oh, baby. That was dirty. Oh, man. Let's just move on. <laughs> Let's just move on. And they play a little song that Jane likes, uh, which is standard version. Always good to hear. And then we get a little typical situation, and they do a little improv right before, which is mostly Greg kind of playing. It's really beautiful. And there's a little bit of Roy, too. And it's just honestly, it's difficult for me to cut this short because I I love this kind of stuff. I love little textured, melodic chords and just beautiful music that is real soft and just kind of grabs you and puts you in this sort of trance that where you just sit there and you're like, ah. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it, but it really is relaxing and it's beautiful. And here we go. I couldn't really cut it short. I'm sorry. It's two and a half minutes or so of this. And I'm warning you, it's two and a half minutes. So you can skip ahead or you can enjoy this absolutely beautiful music. myself up after uh just relaxing too much after that beautiful piece of music and what better way to wake myself back up than to jump right in 
to the set closing True Reflections, which has one of the more unexpected things you're ever going to hear during a DMB song, really. Um, so, you know what? I'm not going to say anything else about it. Let's just jump right in. That was that was very cool and very 90s. <laughs> that was uh, the Tri Poetics, which included a DJ and two other guys rapping. I, I think that's how the group was formed. But they played the set break music right after True Reflections for uh, the band Set Break. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think that was the first time that they had guested with the band and just a unique thing to happen. I think the only other time we've heard rapping in... DMB music was it the roots on Ahi at Alpine I think and then if you could call it rapping when the Black Eyed Peas guested on I think Jimmy thing yeah anyways let's go on to the second set we have a nice little warehouse opener here with um, Greg Howard improv on the intro which is pretty cool there are a couple little things that I noticed um, I didn't do enough research to know if this was standard during this time period this jumped out to me i've heard 93 warehouses i've heard old school warehouses and this didn't jump out in those versions but it's a couple of uh, background vocals during the chorus with carter and roy matching and locking up where roy will play a part and carter's doing the vocal match uh so here's a little snippet of that um and if you recognize it cool i didn't so maybe it's new to some of you Yeah. 
so I thought that was kind of interesting. Just just pretty cool to hear different things that they did back in the day. Uh, moving on, they go into a little Greg Howard original song called Charmed Life, and it's a nice little song. Uh, Roy plays a little Linus and Lucy interpolation in the intro that goes along very well. Carter drops in and lays down some nice fills. You know what? Shout out to Mr. Greg Howard. We're going to play his original song right here of Charmed Life, and I edited it down a little bit. Uh, tried to include most of the unique parts of it and cut out some of the stuff that kind of re- uh, was repetitive. Regardless, I mean, you can go back and listen to the full song, you know, at another time. But this is the uh, edited version of Greg Howard's Charmed Life. Folks, uh, once again, Greg Howard on the stick over here. Give it up, please. I've seen a lot of sticks, but that's a special stick. My stick doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> but I still have a lot of fun with it. Oh man, what a cool song. And what a, just the Chapman stick is so awesome. Just what a unique instrument. You know, they go into Ants next, which is a great standard version. And then we have another improv jam led by Greg Howard yet again. Another Carter Beaufort backing groove that just, oh man, it's funky. And it leads right into Minarets, which has a nice little Roy intro. Boyd's in there a little bit too. What I found interesting was the contrast in styles here as it fades from this funky improv into this Middle Eastern, you know, the dark tone of Minarets. And it's just so cool. I also tried to edit this down some and include as much as possible without being too absurdly long. But it was just, it's just too good. 
and too unique to not have nearly all of it. I mean, the minarets itself is like almost 10 minutes long with the improv jam being like four minutes. So it's like 14 minutes and I edited it down to about four and a half minutes, but it deserves to be enjoyed. So I hope that you do. And here's a little improv jam into minarets.
and welcome back yet again. Hopefully y'all enjoyed that. And if you do go revisit this show, the end of this Minarets is an absolute rager. So be sure to check that out. Uh, they closed the set with Tripping Billy's pretty standard version, which is cool. And then they did a Christmas song, Encore. Cool to see in July. <laughs> and... To close out the set, the Tri-Poetics DJ comes back out. I don't really know if it comes out onto the stage or where it is there in the flood zone. But he starts grooving with Carter as Carter does a solo intro, which goes right into the show closing Halloween. But this solo intro is pretty cool with a couple of DJ scratches and stuff. So it's kind of unique. So I wanted to throw this in for you guys as well to, you know, to conclude our listening for this uh, July 7th, 93 show. pretty cool you don't see that too often with the dave matthews band and um they do a little bit more of that in the outro to halloween so if you go back and re-listen to this show or revisit specific songs maybe you'll want to check that out as well but man that was a lot of fun revisiting this show and finding as many standout performances as i could and i think i found a lot um hopefully it wasn't too much for you guys but i love this stuff i freaking loved this show it just seemed like i there was so much that I actually cut out that I feel a little bit bad about that. It truly was a lot of fun. And again, I know it was a lot of music, but you know, sometimes in order to move forward, we must look back or uh, something like that. (laughs) That does it for this week in DMB history and tune in next week for a show that hopefully will feature the entire band this time. Well, there are a few more things I wanted to touch on here before uh, we wrap things up. There's actually a new album coming out. No, not a DMB album, but it's an album featuring Jeff Coffin, Stefan Lassard, and Carter Beaufort. And it's titled Music in Our Dreams, and I think the group is called Dream Shanty. Fonzie is actually quoted as saying, There is a depth to this music that has touched my spirit and soul. Well, I'm already intrigued. Um, the band also features uh, Future Man from the Flectones, um, which I'm sure a lot of you will recognize. And uh, mixed down by Rob Evans, which I'm sure many of you know that name as well. One of the uh, several producers for Come Tomorrow and you know someone that Dave writes a lot of songs with. So that's pretty cool. There are actually some musical clips available now on Jeff Coffin's SoundCloud. I believe that it's uh, Jeff Coffin Music there on SoundCloud. And I really enjoyed what I heard. I believe there are three or so clips and, you know, you should go check them out. Um, I'll link them. I'll try to link them here in the show notes. So go get the album. It's available to pre-order now. It's really unique sound, um, some Middle Eastern stuff, just, you know, some nice, tranquil, beautiful music. Uh, it's, it's unique. That's all, that's all I can say. And just go check it out on SoundCloud. And if you like it, pre-order the album. And finally, we have four more shows this week. Damn, these boys are busy, man. I mean, four in five days yet again. 
and they're kicking it off Tuesday, July 9th, which is actually tonight, um, at the DTE Energy Music Theater up in Detroit. Then they head on up to the Budweiser stage in Toronto on Wednesday, July 10th. Then they get Thursday off, and then they head home, baby, to SPAC, Saratoga Springs Performing Arts Center. I know it's not really home, but, I mean, come on. They, they freaking love that place. Venue wars aside, SPAC is an amazing place. I've been there only once, and I love it, and I want to go back, and I love all the people there. Shout out to all my buddies that will be there. Can't name all of you, but have a great time. Anyways, Friday night. DMB Concert Series, Sirius XM, July 12th. Be there or be square because this is back night one, baby. And we want to see what they bring to the beautiful Saratoga Springs area. And then Saturday, obviously, night two. I can't wait to see what they bring this weekend. Um, you know, are they going to bring back Stone and Pig? Are they going to have a couple of tour debuts? Are we going to see any liberations? Are we going to see, you know, who knows? Um, I'm really excited. I know all of you that are going are as well. Hopefully all the couch tour people are excited. And I'm very excited to actually bring a special guest next week, potentially after the SPAC shows, and maybe even another guest uh, or you know host with Mr. Nolan. Maybe he'll return and do his sort of job or something instead of gallivanting around Italy. We'll see. But um, speaking of Nolan, him and I will be in Charlotte on July 19th. I believe that's a Friday, another Sirius XM Friday Night Concert Series. Right now, tentatively, we're planning on doing something while in the lots. We're not really sure exactly what that'll be, but we want to do something for the podcast, whether it be kind of sitting around and chatting with those around us, um, maybe walking around and interviewing people that are tailgating. I don't know, but we're going to do something, and we're at least going to have fun doing it. So look out for that. If you're going to be in Charlotte, come find us. We'll be in our uh, gray corner of Gray Street t-shirts that we just got to wear to shows because we're, you know, those people. But yeah, we can't wait and we can't wait to see you guys. And just a reminder, if you're going to any of these uh, shows coming up, SPAC, DTE, Toronto, any of these this week, and you want to provide us with any sort of insight that you have, um, any sort of reviews, your experiences at the shows, around the shows, any standout performances, whatever you want, please feel free to do so. You can email us. You can reach us on social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. But, you know, send us like a paragraph or two, written review, or you can send us an audio message. Still looking to put some of that in the pod and have some different voices on here. But whatever you do, send it to graystreetpod at gmail. Dot com, and we'll be sure to include it on the next podcast. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Make sure you follow us and interact with us on our social media accounts, please. We love hearing from you guys. We love getting new followers. We love getting new messages, anything. The interactions are great. And on Instagram, you can find us at Pod. On Twitter, at Pod. You can find us on Facebook at the corner of Gray Street Podcast. And then please make sure you subscribe, rate, review, five stars, please, if you'd be so kind. Oh, and if it's not five stars, send us some sort of feedback. Give us some constructive criticism. We want to know what we can do to be better and to make this more enjoyable for you guys because that's what it's all about. All of the fans, everyone that is actually listening to this, making it better for you. So again, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. 
Thanks to everyone for listening this week. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the shows if you're going to them. Enjoy listening to it on SiriusXM. Nolan, you enjoy the rest of your trip there in Italy. Get back safe, my man. Can't wait till we have uh, a live podcast potentially here in the uh, coming weeks. Everyone else, y'all stay safe as well. Thanks for listening yet again, and we'll see you next week on the corner of Gray Street. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.